What is happening, folks? Adam Laser here. Welcome to the One Wheel Podcast, episode nine with my good pal, Jack Mudd. It has been a doozy of a month and a half, and we have a ton of updates and things to talk about. That's products, events, and upcoming things that you do not want to miss. So thank you for tuning in. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, folks. Looking forward to it. How does it feel sitting right directly across from me? I feel like we're locked in an intense negotiation. Yes. This is where I ask for $1 million. Ah! <laughs> um, all right, Jack. We are on, this will be podcast episode nine. We're about to break 10. Almost double digits. That's big for us. It's huge. That's that's big. Uh, obviously, going to like episode 100 would be sick, but... You know, you got to start off small, start off somewhere. Huge shout out to anyone who's watched all nine. If you've watched all nine podcasts, God bless you. Yeah. How you doing? I'm doing great. Um, yeah, I'm excited to chat. There's There's been uh, just a lot of stuff um, that's happened. Part of the reason why we haven't been podcasting, I suppose, but um, excited to just break down some of the things that, that we've been working on and um, yeah. I'm doing so great. many things. So many things I had to bring out my iPad. Give us the list, Laser. <clears throat> and I had to Breaking reference down. my calendar, my work calendar, because I was like, I mean, I think the last podcast was about a month and a half ago, a little bit more. It was with Jafari. And I was like, it feels like it's been so long. It feels like it's been months. Yeah. But it's really been maybe two months at the most. Um, yeah, so... In terms of things, right after we released the Jafari podcast, uh, me, you, Joey, and Kevin went and volunteered for the National Trails Day mm -hmm. here in Santa Cruz County, which mm -hmm. was really cool. Um, <clears throat> One Wheel is a sponsor. A we sponsor. We're a silver tier yeah, sponsor, we're a right? Silver tier sponsor of the Santa Cruz Mountain Trail Stewardship Organization nonprofit here in Santa Cruz County. Um, just an epic organization that pretty much takes care of all of the public trails here in Santa Cruz. And as a cyclist, one wheeler hiker, like I didn't, I didn't feel like I grew up with anything like that. So it was really cool to see not only the turnout, but every single park, in the county had people at it volunteering and you and Joey and Kev were where at laser said he was going to quickly list all the activities, but, oh my gosh, but, yeah. well, but, but let's just, let's, we can talk a little bit more about each one. Um, we were just up the hill from our office, literally five minutes away. Cool. Um, more Creek, I think it's called, yeah. um, cow hill, cow hill as we call it. And yeah, we were creating drainage, um, Drainage runoffs uh, to make sure that when water does fall next uh, on these trails, that it's not going to uh, degradate the the trail. So learned a lot there. Um, you know, is is hot. It was dusty, but it was a lot of fun. And I think we got to interview a couple people. We actually never pushed out a full length YouTube video on that, but I think we have the footage, and at some point we will probably hear. Um, yeah, at some point, but. Uh, you know, it was, yeah, it's cool to interview some some of those folks that that's their full time job and just, you know, one thing that is obvious but you don't really think about is like, 
trails don't just happen. Like, yeah. how do you think they, how do you think they got there? You know, as a trail user, um, it's sort of easy to just like assume that trails are just there. But uh, talking to some of these people that that's their job, like trails are not just there. Trails have to be built. They have to be maintained. There's a lot of effort and energy that goes into that. And I think um, for any one wheel rider who takes advantage of trails in their local area, you know, it's a good thing to understand and maybe look into um, who does that in your area and, and maybe um, how you can help. Because if you're just a user, then you're not um, – you're then, you're taking. Then you're, you're taking. taking. Then you're taking. So it was. It felt good to give back, and um, you know that's something that I would be excited to keep doing. Uh, in addition to our support, which you mentioned, which is cool. <clears throat> okay, so I dove into that a little deeper than I. That's said okay. I, I think we can, we can go one at a time. Now, like now I'm gonna I'm gonna rip the list. So we had Trails Day, and then and we will talk about this after I go through the the list because there's a lot. We had the Rider Summit. Rider Summit. Immediately after the Rider Summit, we pushed out an epic video that we put together uh, on a family, the Johnson family, Johnson Livestock. Johnson Livestock. Uh, One Wheels Presents video. Right after that, we went to ShredFest, jammed our faces off. Laser crushed it. It was sick. We'll talk about that. And your boy um, got in the mix, too. Yep, yep. The uh, Future Motion family band. Maybe at the end of this um we rip a little we could insert a little bit of footy yeah for sure um after that we went and shot a one wheel ad advertisement for a commercial pretty Mm -hmm. much uh with some awesome uh one wheelers then there was northwest electric fest we didn't go but tyler james went and Mm -hmm. uh raced and represented uh future motion then Quick turnaround to the X Games, which just happened. Mm. Pretty epic. Uh, so that's like the list of things we've been doing. And I think by the time this podcast comes out as well, it will be announced that um, Race the Rail 2022 will be re-aired on ESPN2. ESPN2? So add that to the list. Damn. So a lot of things have been going on. Um Hence why we haven't done a podcast in quite a bit. But let's start back at the top. So we talked about the Trails Day. That's epic. Uh, I would eventually love to have some of those folks on here to talk about trail stewardship. We'll be good. Um, Even just like the gray area of electric vehicles on trails. They're super supportive of us, but there's a lot of bureaucracy that goes into getting electric vehicles approved on trails. And um, fortunately... I've got some ties in there that always want us to come out and support. They, yeah, they love it. So it's it's so much better to be a part of the of that community than to be on the outside and and just like, um, I don't know. Just think of think of the incentive structure too. You know, if you're them and you've been making these trails for ages, and all of a sudden these new people come on the block like what what is the vibe that the new group has like that's so key you know and mm-hmm. thinking about what role we'll be able to have in the long term so i think yeah it's so much better to just like go go make friends with those folks and go help out and show that you are invested and that you care and it just makes a big difference i think did you um did you learn anything other than like the drainage ditches you were building mm. and all that stuff do you, what was your favorite tool to use Dude. The McLeod. Oh. <sighs> Obviously. The most famous. The McLeod. 
vicious ripping teeth on one side, square base on the other for just dirt dragging, and then you can use it as a tamper as well. And here's something that most people probably don't know about myself is that I actually used to play catcher in baseball in high school. I was a pretty good catcher. And um, catchers have to tamp um, their, you know, the the batter's box and the catcher's box after each practice in high school. Like, you don't have someone else to do that. So I have, I, like, I have a lot of experience with making sure, like, my moisture levels are perfect. You know, I'm tamping my soil perfectly because you want to create, like, a nice environment back there. So I had a little throwback to that um, during trails day. You know, like you start you start getting in that dirt zen mode. Oh yeah, dirt where you're zen. just crafting a perfect little setup for you know this drainage or whatever. So the but yeah, the McLeod was is is the best tool. For, Dude, for I can dirt. only envision. I was, I mean, I was off. I volunteer, take photos for them all the time. Um, I can only envision a sweaty Jack Mud in the midst of a Santa Cruz. Oh, it was heat great. Wave, just tamping the ground it was great as a catcher back in the old days joey and kev too one thing i'm gonna plug here and i'm jumping way ahead (laughs) but one thing i'm gonna plug here talk while we're talking about dirt tamping and the clouds and whatnot oh smokes race to the rail Mm. is getting very real and in the very near future if not by the time this podcast is out we will have a a volunteer Mm. form available because we need volunteers. We need you. It's true. Because we need to make this the best race the rail ever. And what that's going to involve this year is laying down a ton of fresh dirt. Yes. And we're going to need just hands. It's going to take a whole village. But we're going to make the best race course for the best one-wheel riders um, that we possibly can. So we need just throwing that out there. Maybe we have a link in the description, or maybe just like if if you're if that perks your ears up, like stay tuned because um, we would love to have your help, and it, it would be major, and um, it'd be a good time get to go make the best race course for these people. So just plant that seed there. Okay, continue. No, I think that's good because we we get asked every year, how can I help? How can I do more? I want to be involved, and I mean, if you're into physical and manual labor and you like riding one wheels and you want to be involved in race for the rail, the creation mm. of the greatest race course mm. on planet earth. I think it's going to be great. Laying down dirt is a huge step, but yep. it is like you said, going to take a ton of hands. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we'll have more information about that. It'll be, it'll be a fun time. Yeah. We call you'll 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 actually maybe potentially be uh, considered as an honorary member of the Dirt Union. Uh, you will be. I mean, yeah, yeah right. You might, you'll be a Dirt you'll Union get member. Like a plaque or something. Some some uh, yogis will cook some yogis up for you. Those hot, hot dogs with bacon. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> moving on to I think probably the biggest thing that we haven't been able to talk about, which we wanted to talk about right away, was the Rider Summit. The rider summit, the first one, the first one ever. Yeah. So for folks who aren't familiar, basically we invited out, um, you know, a, a, a roster of some of the best slash you know most involved slash just good one wheel community members, you know, inv- highly invested people, um, 
who live and breathe One Wheel and um, just had them here in Santa Cruz to spend a couple days with us and shoot the shit, talk about a wide range of things in the One Wheel world from future product development um, to racing and the sport and the culture, um, you know, various you name it basically we talked about it over a span of three days so um just a really good time first of all like an amazingly fun time just fun to host people here get to show them the office and stuff um get to sit down in this room with everybody and just um build 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 better relationships with all those folks so yeah, that was a really special opportunity, and and it was over my birthday. I had a great time. You guys saw me had birthday three times. If that doesn't speak, uh, you know, core one wheel boy, I'm as core as I get. Like, really, at the I end mean, of the day. I think a lot of people don't know that, don't realize that. We had the podcast where I talked to you about you know how it all got started mm, and stuff. Yeah. But like, <laughs> Jack is like number two or number three employee. I was number one, baby. Number one. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, has ridden more one wheels and one wheel than maybe not miles, but more one wheel than anybody on this freaking planet. Yes. I mean, I mean years wise. Yeah. It's pretty, years it's wise. pretty, it's pretty crazy when I think about it like that. I'm like, yeah, yeah dude, it's been my, it's been my whole life. It's, like, it's been your life too for the last five years. Oh so. my gosh. Um, but yeah, anyways, the, the summit was just, it was rad. I mean, um, what were your what were you, you were there for for I it? was like a flying I got kind of lucky. Yeah, you were like shooting a, photos and some I was videos like shooting some photos and video and I was a fly on the wall a little bit. Um I think it's just so much fun to hang out with all the folks that were there and one of the things that I got to do which I was super stoked on was take um portraits <sighs> of all of the attendees. Those were super powerful and cool. And for me, I was like thinking about it. I think when we take those the second day or something and it was right after we had just ripped down one of the trails locally here we had two separate groups and um i just i i got to this realization i was like wow i've been interviewing and shooting photos of some of these people for over four and a half years yeah like dave stewart you know yeah um, was one of them that came to mind. And I was like, that is just such an amazing opportunity. And I'm so grateful to like be able to build those relationships because it's just a different type of relationship when you are talking to somebody intimately on camera or asking them to take a photo of themselves, especially a portrait, you know, like a lot goes into just like making them feel comfortable and uh, getting them, getting the photo that you want, but also showing who they are through yep. imagery. And I was like, I don't know. It just kind of was like a little emotional for me. Cause I was like, wow, some of these folks I've spent so much time with and been able to develop such a relationship beyond just you're a one wheeler. I work for one wheel. It's like, no, these are my friends totally that get to come hang out and at my work. Yeah. You know, it's like having your friends come to your office and hang out in your 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 office. Oh, like totally. The studio space and then be able to shoot photos of them all weekend. But like it seemed awesome. Like there was this we got to show them so many things and like how we operate and how we work. And they got to share with us so many things that I think for both sides of 
uh, for those of us that work here at one wheel and those are like on the outside that ride one wheel, it was just kind of like, Hey, come into our house. Totally. Check out my couch and look at the, the ground. Like we're just normal people like you guys, you know, it's like, yeah, you come in here and eat bagels and yeah, yeah, drink coffee, you know? (laughs) Oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah. I have so many thoughts, so many thoughts on that, but, um, and so personally, yeah. What was like some of your favorite parts? Well, just just building off what you were saying there a minute ago is like it, you know, was my 32nd birthday uh, on one of those days and we're zooming we're I'm just zooming down a trail trying to catch up to not catch up, to try to keep Dave Stewart in my line of sight, you know. <laughs> and uh and I just had this moment where I was like, man, I'm so glad that like I'm 32 years old and it's still part of my job to just like ride down this trail as fast as I can. That's insane. Like, I was yeah totally <laughs> like it's so. What'd you do at work awesome. today, Jack? Exactly. Uh, yeah, you know. So I that that was that was a personal moment, but um, but yeah, I think one of the takeaways was was just that um, you know, I th- I think it's like so valuable to be able to um, for people to be able to spend more time with Kyle. Mm-hmm. Number one, I mean, we like you said, we spend a lot of time with all of these people, and I consider all of them friends. I have all their phone numbers, you know, like on texting basis relationships and stuff. But I think for folks to to be able to spend time with Kyle and really like talk to him about what they want from the board, you know, how they want it to respond to different situations, be able to show Kyle their mods, you know, it was so awesome. One of my favorite moments is like Jeff Adair you know, was, had his board all, all modded out and was like a little apprehensive to show it to Kyle. And Kyle's just like, goes up, is like asking about all this stuff. And Jeff's like, just glowing, you know, like, and they're just kind of like talking one wheel shop. And, um, it's just one of these moments where like, you realize that like a lot of these barriers that, that, that are perceived to exist, like are, are fabricated. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a, it's not real. Don't believe everything. On the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, it, yeah, it's exactly. It's just like a couple dudes talking, talking wheel on the back patio over, um, over a, a brisket sandwich. So I thought that was really special. Um, and then, yeah, also, you know, on the, on the flip side, like I thought it was really nice to be able to have like a smaller group where we could really like talk through some of the, um, some of the like more challenging things about the business, right? That that um, you might not understand, you know. Um, but like the CPSC thing, right? Like we had an opportunity to really take everyone through the entire process and, and just like lay it out for them in pretty plain terms, you know, and um, just talk about that pro- what that process has been like. It's been like a year long yes. process, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, you know, been super challenging on a lot of fronts. And, and I think it was, it was nice. I think people were very surprised to, I, I mean, we've, t- it's not like we haven't talked about this before, but I think people were very surprised to learn a little bit more about that. And then, um, you know, to be able to show people, um, some things that are under development. I mean, those folks got to see, take an early look at custom shaping, um, which is really cool. It was fun to hear that feedback. That was like a, I mean, there was like a standing ovation. It was, it was a really fun moment. Um, so, um, 
yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. There was like a lot of cool things that came out of that. Uh, there's a lot of things that um that have affected decisions that we've made, you know, recently too. Um, just based on on those conversations. Um, what would some of those be? Well, there's 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 yeah there's like the things. It's pretty wide ranging. I mean, there's like product decisions. Mm-hmm. A that we we probably like can't talk about so much here because some of that stuff hasn't come out yet. But um, you know, I think like we've taken that feedback pretty seriously. Um, there's there's things as simple as just like you know people want more coverage from races. People want us to be everywhere all the time which that we try was, to do that was a, yeah <laughs> we try to do but you know um you know whatever it's, there's there's some limitations to all of the one wheel race events we can go to every yeah, year right. but um but we played at shred fest oh my gosh right i yes. mean it's hard to it's hard to beat that um there's some race the rail things you know that 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 we listened to um that people wanted that will come into effect this year uh, so just kind of like all over the place, you know? So yeah. I think, um, you know, felt really good, felt felt very important, felt very healthy. I think it's something that we need to do every year. Um, and just, yeah, it was, I enjoyed it. I had a great time. Yeah, I think that was, that was one of the cool parts was when they had the, y'all had the breakout sessions and I sat down in one and it was cool to just, it didn't matter what it was about people could just speak their mind Mm -hmm. and everybody listened no matter if you were a a rider attending or Mm -hmm. if you were a a one-wheel employee Mm -hmm. people just listened yeah and it was an open space for discussion and uh you know you have tons of passionate people in the same room Mm -hmm. and i think that's what was cool is like we are all passionate about one wheel, right? Yeah. Like it's not like like you don't have to be riding twenty four seven to be a passionate one wheeler. Like totally. We literally live this twenty four seven. And it was like great to just talk about it, you know, talk about what it will be, what it could be, what is happening now. Like it was so cool. It was really cool. To share all that. One of the interesting things that we talked about was what is the community. Ooh. What is the community? Because because the community gets tossed around it on is a, the one wheel internet. It is a term. Like like it's a, a defined thing. But <clears throat> what well, I, so, I think I think that it's broader than people yeah, intend. Yeah, to what's use your it take by? on on what is and I guess who is the one wheel <sighs> community? That's that's a, a curious one. I, I I don't know. I don't know because well um the example that I was thinking about is that you went out with Kevin and filmed a one wheel presents mm-hmm. a piece on one wheel riders, people that have owned one wheels for many years. For many years. And use them every day. Use them every day. Correct. But they are ranchers. But they're ranchers. They and don't attend races, they don't attend one wheel events. No. But they love one wheel. They love one wheel. And they use it all the time. And they use it all the time. So, but that's not that's not who we would typically think of as quote unquote the community. Yeah. Right? Which gets thrown around a lot. I just thought it was an interesting thing. And it was something that we did, we talked about um with some of the folks there. You know, um because yeah. I think I think there's like sort of a there's obviously like a more narrow vision of who that is, right? It's people that go to the races or they're, 
you know, or the events, right? Um, are actively participating in yeah. the, um, the, I guess you could call it like the core one wheel events and things that go on. Yeah. I guess like group rides and yeah. things like that. Uh, I had a di- very different opinion of what the, like to me, it's like a community should be inclusive, right? Like it, mm. it, at least that's how I view things. So like in my mind, the ranchers are part of the one wheel community, but in some other people's minds, maybe they're not, I don't know. Yeah. And I, I think we all have, different opinions on that but it was an interesting what well, is interesting because the one wheel community is so inclusive yeah. like that's what that's the best part about it is that when you go to any of these events it's open arms. you are yeah it's you're in arms. you're in you don't need to pass any tests do a curb nudge yeah. to you know for people to be your friend like i think that's the best part about it and i would just encourage all one wheel people to to remember to, to just Remember that, you know, that like being inclusive um, is kind of the special sauce of the of the one wheel community. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, that can extend broader than we might all think. That was a juicy segue, but tell me a little bit about the Johnson <laughs> Rancher lifestyle. Dude, that was a, ju- that was a uh, great segue because that is the next topic. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So earlier this year one of our colleagues um, shared a photo of a younger girl who was riding an XR and she was roping cattle and she was, you know, roping the cattle in the midst of total badass photo cows. And I saw this photo and I, I I just like lost it. I was like, this is the coolest one wheel photo I've ever seen. This is so badass. We need to find out who these people are. So our, our colleague did their research, like just found who they were. Turns out it's a family uh, of five and all of the kids, three kids ride one wheels and they've been riding one wheel for years and they use their one wheels on their ranch as a tool. They, they don't like, they're not about racing. They're not about going out trail riding all the time. It's, Okay, the pivot on our moat, like the pivot motor, which is essentially if you ever look at a, a big farm field and the things that go in circles and water all the crops, those have motors in them that make them go around. Well, it just so happens to be that a one wheels tire fits perfectly inside of the pivot mm. track. So when the pivot motor goes out, they use the one wheels to ride along the track and replace the pivot motor. And those things weigh like, a hundred plus pounds. So mm. these, these folks will like go out, get the motor, ride it out because otherwise they got to walk in the dirt and like it gets, it's just like, uh, it takes longer. Mm-hmm. We all know that one wheels are way more efficient at doing practical odd jobs. Um, so they use it to do the odd jobs around the ranch. Um, and, but yeah, it was just like, we have to go up there. So Kevin and I boom, got in the van Drove 14, 15 hours in a day to northern Nevada, showed up at this ranch. And um, it was one of the best experiences of my life. Like this family just opened up their house and their ranch to us. And we're like, film whatever you want. We're going to be, it's Mother's Day on Sunday. We're going to, our tradition is to brand cattle. That's how they identify their calves. 
Um, it's also how they, they have to castrate the calves so they don't, they, they turn into steers. Mm. Um, I hope I'm getting all that right. They turn into steers so that they are just raised for meat, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That's how things work for food. So, um, and it was just like a wild experience. Cause I, I grew up in New Jersey. I grew up in like the foothills in a lake community. I wasn't on a ranch. I lived in Texas for a while. Being a cowboy was like, that could be cool. Right. Mm -hmm. Like everybody wants to be a cowboy, but really most of the times they're all hat, no cattle. Right. Um, and these folks were just like the most synced up family I've ever met. And it was wake up every day at five thirty six a.m. Saturday, Sunday, you wake up at 6 a.m. You have work to do around the ranch or we got to go uh, ride the horses and, you know, wrangle the cattle. And it was just cool. They just let us into their life. They were super welcoming, um, amazing hosts, amazing community of rancher folks, like their nearest ranchers 12 miles away or their nearest neighbors 12 miles away. And they said in the video, it's like, we consider anybody that lives within a radius of 100 miles our neighbor. So on Sunday, on Mother's Day, we went to the like pin or the pen that's in the middle of nowhere. And they have like over a hundred thousand acres of property that they just roll their cattle on just like all over the place. You see it in the video. It's like actually insane. And their community comes out and it's just a whole process. You got to rope the cattle. You got to, you know, brand it, uh, you got to castrate it. You need to market. And it's a very quick process. And I think that's one thing that I was learning. Cause like a lot of people will probably see it and they go, Oh my gosh, they're hurting the animals and such. And I asked the question, I was like, well, you know, this is like very like vintage way to do this, right? This is like an old school cowboy way. What's the alternative, mm. you know, for people that might feel like you're harming animals. And they said, Oh, the alternative is literally taking the calf away from their mother putting them in the back of a trailer, driving them to a, you know, a, like a big industrial pen mm. and then doing that process there with machines. Mm. The whole process of, that they were doing was like under like a minute and the calf's back with their mother. Mm. And um, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Right. Like, and it's also sticking true to the cowboy tradition. Um, Kevin and I got initiated a little bit and we had to eat half raw uh, cow testicles that I had cut, which was just like totally nuts, totally insane. But it's like, kind of like the fear factor moment where you're like, all right, well I'm here, you know, when in Rome, chewy? was it chewy? It was chewy. It was, it was, it, I just held my breath and swallowed and, uh, it was an experience that I wouldn't trade, you know, for anything. But, uh, overall I was so stoked with how the video turned out. You know, we shot over two and a half days. And it was just waking up every morning and, you know, they're the father, Buck, Buck Johnson. I had coffee with him at 6 a.m. every morning and it was just awesome. Cause like we, it, it was one of those things like I'm, I'm a traveler. I love hearing people's stories. I don't judge people for how they, their political views or, um, I don't just like close off if somebody doesn't agree with me and with Buck you know, there were some things that maybe I didn't agree with, but like we talked about life. We talked about what it was like to be a rancher, a cowboy. Um, and I just love listening to people's stories. And that was like the, the best part of it all. And, um, 
getting a ride around in like an 18 wheeler with uh their and she was like 16 or 17 driving a freaking tractor trailer with hay on the back of it just ripping gears like you know uh the sons are driving john deere tractors just like so stoked that we're there and like oh it was it was amazing and, and i know kev was like super stoked too he's like dude i've never experienced anything like this in my life that's awesome um, so yeah it was just i don't know i could talk forever about it but like amazing people they use their one wheels every single day and it was so cool to see the wheel used in that type of scenario um outside of the context of just trail riding or transportation or racing and um i felt like it was necessary to share that story because a lot of people like they just see it as like a toy sure or you know something for fun and they're like no literally like without these our lives would be harder some really amazing shots if you haven't seen that video definitely we'll probably link it below definitely go check it out it's like you're saying maddie rose that girl taking her cow for a walk in the yeah, morning she walks her steer every morning with they're a like wheel. wrangling cows on it and it's it's insane they so. practice their roping and yeah it's, it's so great. so cool yeah so we'll we'll have to link that below check it out if you if you have not um super super fun opportunity um yeah, and then we got back, and then the next weekend was Shredfest. Shredfest. Oh, my Dude. God. Snake in the rain, baby. <clears throat> Shout out to Manuel and Jen. Yeah. Um, Manuel hit me up not too long ago. Actually, when we had our him on the podcast. I mm. think he was like episode three or something like that. And he's like, hey, would you want to play a set at Shredfest? And I was like, Dude, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. And then you picked up the guitar. I picked up the guitar. Adam is actually really good at um at guitar and singing. And uh crushed it, played I don't know, three songs or so and then and then I hopped in there. I've been playing guitar for about f uh, for a couple weeks and uh <clears throat> wrote wrote up an original song called Snake of the Rain which we can maybe play a cut of at the end here. Um I would give it a it was a it was a B minus. It was but good, man. it was one of the it was one of the greatest moments of my life just just doing it you know it's pretty scary to be honest if you don't really know how to play an instrument playing on on a stage so. on a stage in front of every person that knows who you are yeah it's not just like a random crowd it's like oh there's there's jack from one wheel playing a guitar and i was like yeah it let's was go. it was awesome it was super awesome yeah shared fest was fun that was a great that was great Shredfest was dope. Uh, shout out to Thor and mm. Mercedes for Winners. winning the pro divisions. Uh, also want to shout out to Chris Ferret, won the Clydesdale. Okay. And Zach Zinn, who won the Legends. Always Zach Zinn winning. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was really fun. That was, that's, a, that's an awesome race course. Yeah. And they have a great finish. You know, you could, everybody could watch what's going on. Yep. Um, pretty hot out there this year. Yeah. The creek was key, huh? The creek was crucial. Yeah. Fun event. If you if you haven't been next year, put it on your calendar. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, we shot an ad with some community members up here in Santa Cruz. That's right. That was fun. Um, I, I didn't do too much for it, but it was like, I love those, like seeing like the production crew and sure. our team integrate with each other. And the coolest part is like, we do our best to bring in community members to be the talent. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, Shane, 
Devin, Lily, Ty. I mean, basically every every Tyler and Ty. Yeah. Um, Even Kevin got Kevin in got in there. there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Totally. The director re- made a comment to Lily and Ty at the end. He's like, you know, it's so cool. It's like most brands when they're shooting a commercial, like they don't feature actual people who actually love the thing, use the thing. And you know, I think um, I, with one wheels, it's a little like you kind of have to. You can't really <laughs> fake riding it. You can't too, fake riding super well. It it doesn't look good. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was that was a good time. So that that'll come out in the next, I don't know, month or so maybe. Dope. We'll keep an eye out for that. Hey, you know what we forgot on our list? Oh gosh, apparel. We'll get to that. Oh, you let's see. let's okay. get to it after the like event stuff. Okay, okay. Because it's just it's just been okay. Wow. Keep going, keep going. Hammertown. Uh, just a quick shout out for Northwest Electric Fest, another ORL sanctioned event in the huge. Eugene. And Eugene, that's Jack's place, old stomping grounds. Yeah, go Ducks. Go Studio One. That was my favorite coffee shop down there. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Don't uh, know it. <laughs> it's right, It's kind of right by the campus. It's whatever, dude. You wouldn't <laughs> <Damn>. know. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Jafari and Raquel McCosker. Dude, she's back. She's back. She's freaking back. I saw that. I saw that. I think she's maybe third in points on the lady side. Possibly. I, yeah. I just saw the results. And you can I was check like, out the One Wheel Racing League website for all the rankings, by the way. Yeah, all the rankings are up there. They're updated, all the points. But uh, I was stoked to see Raquel's back. Good for her. Um, and then on the Clydesdale, Chris Ferret won again. Again. Or maybe it's Ferret. Sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. And then Electric Bigfoot, Jason, oh. Messer, one, the freaking Legends Division. Oh, a little yeah. home cooking up there well, for him. Yeah, a little home cooking, homebrew. Heck yeah. Um, so that's sick. Tyler was up there representing, um, and then he made the trek back. That it was, was like almost immediate turnaround to go. To well, the, first there was a different trip. but There then, was a different trip. There was, there was a side trip. Side trip and then into X Games. Right into the X Games, which I was so happy that we were able to get people to go to. Yeah, the X Games, uh, I didn't go, but um, but a whole crew was down there. Tyler, Floaty, Brenda. Um, if you don't know who we're talking about, sorry for dropping all these names. <laughs> but, um, but anyways, just a, a great crew down there at X Games. Um, and did a bunch of demos. Gave away boards to all the gold medalists at the X Games, which is a really cool uh, partnership that we were able to uh, finagle there. That is rad, Jack. Tell me about this. You know, I saw some people on the social medias were yeah. a little upset that yeah. we were giving away one wheels to non one wheelers. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was interesting because you actually pointed out something about some of the well, gold, gold medalists who have been riding one wheel. Probably longer than most. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jagger Eaton, the person that was in that photo, um, I had connected with him probably six years ago, maybe, um, at an X Games out in Austin, I believe. This is like early days. We're talking One Wheel Plus era. Um, and so he started riding back then. So so for him, getting a GT is a pretty massive upgrade. That's a huge uh, upgrade. And yeah, he's ridden one wheels, knows about them, loves them, is excited about them. Um, and that's actually true for like quite a few of those athletes. Um, just because we have been to the X Games before and 
Um, and a bunch of these people uh, actually ride ride one wheels or know about it. Yeah. Um, one of the I, I was it was it would have been epic if Tony Hawk won the the vert uh, skate competition. Tony Hawk's like this was gonna be my trivia for today, but I'm gonna blow it. Okay. Tony Hawk was like the first action sports athlete to ever hop on a one wheel. It was in Ireland at a trade show that we were at. This is before we were shipping the product. I think. Whoa. Before the product was shipping. And Tony Hawk rode, and there's a photo, and I'm in the background doing some dumb shaka, and he's like, or maybe he's doing the dumb shaka. I don't remember. But there's a, there's a, there's a photo. And, um, yeah, riding around with Tony Hawk, and he posted about it way back in the day. And um, that was, like, the first time we ever, like, gained. We probably had 700 followers on Instagram at, at the moment, at that time. Oh. And overnight, we had, like, 5K, and I just was – Remember thinking, oh my God. The hawk gave us the this. This is crazy. Exactly. And so, like, I ha- I'm sorry, but if you're complaining about, oh, first of all, what, what company doesn't, it's called sponsorship and people do it all the time. <laughs> this is a thing, right? But also, it's like, this is something that we talked about in the Writer's Summit, which is that it's like, do you want, it is in every one wheeler's best interest to see the one wheel world expand. Yeah. Do we want to be going to these same events in five years from now and have there be the exact same people do like doing the exact same thing? No. Like it, it has to grow. You know, like it it has to grow. Yeah. Um and this is how you, you know, there's a lot of ways that we that you can make it grow, but but this is like a pretty high profile and super awesome um effort to to do that. And so I think um that's just those you're just being a hater if you're one of those people it's it's kind of i feel this way about lebron james like there's people that don't like lebron james like dude if you don't like lebron james you just don't like greatness yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry but like (laughs) that might be actually different i think that's a little different different, different, but i think like yeah like you gotta love seeing one wheels out in the world and and it goes back to the community thing it's like oh they're not a one wheeler it's like well who is like let's yeah. Who is one? Maybe Jagger Eaton actually is one. You just didn't know. I think it's like it, you can't um, take everything for face value in sure. life. Like, um, yeah, it's just what is the one wheel community about? Being inclusive, being accepting, mm. and wanting to spread the stoke. I think that's yeah. like the when I was hired, that was like the number one thing that was Dude, constantly the best part. spread the stoke. And if you're kind of coming at it like, oh, well, like that the stoke per- is mine, the, the stoke is mine or that person doesn't deserve that. Or like they could buy it on themselves. And it's like, Hey, like you're not actually spreading the stoke. You're, you're, you're kind of not being chill. You're just being negative. Um, you're just being a hater. <laughs> but I was so happy about that because I mean, I've talked your ear about it of like X games, X games. Like I am, I am a firm believer and this is coming from a kid that started skateboarding at seven years old. Yeah. And literally like every other skateboarder on the planet thought he was going to go pro. Yep. That was his dream. Yep. I think that one wheels will eventually be in the X games because, and what, what confirmed that for me is you want to know what trick won the best trick vert contest, huh. a 900. Do you want to know when the 900 was first done? 1999 by Tony Hawk. Dang. So the same trick, there might have been a slight variation. I think it's called the 
the judo 900. So there's a little tweak on it. Uh. And, and the kid was young. Like I thought it was dope that the, and it landed it so clean, but like, think about that, like 20 plus years. Yeah. And the same trick is winning a contest to me. That's like, where's the progression. Right. Okay. So, and I'm not talking smack. I, I think like, you, I think you're talking. I'm smack. not talking. Like I am literally, <laughs> I love, I absolutely love skateboarding. It yeah. was my life. Like sure. I, my parents spent way too much money on skateboard stuff for me. Yeah. But I do think there's like, you know, it's like anything in technology is taking over. Sure. I, th- I think it's not going to be soon. What? It's not going to happen overnight, but I think like down the line, yeah, you're going to see like these young kids, like the dude was riding a pine X in a video with Tyler. Yeah. And he was so good. I yeah, don't know yeah. if he's ridden a one wheel before, but like the dude was like insanely good. Yeah. Well, I think, um, you know, the X games has, is under new ownership and I was just talking to Joey and Tyler and they were saying that like, it's really finding its stride right now. Like they're crushing it. This sounds like this last X games was just like really, really dope. Um, and the new folks who are in charge there, I think understand that electric vehicles are, um, like having a big moment and, and Mm -hmm. here to stay. And I think that's why that they were really excited to have us, um, be a part of it. So I think. Uh, that's cool to see because it's not it's not necessarily yeah. um, it w- doesn't necessarily. And one thing that I heard that was like, I think a lot of people always think is like, oh, do you like skateboarders and like board sporters not dig one wheels mm-hmm. or something? And like yep. from what I heard from Tyler, like everybody was stoked. All the people that were getting demos, like yeah. you know, that's the demographic there. They're all bikers, boarders, right. like everybody was stoked that one wheel was there and riding one wheels and stuff. So like, that just makes me so happy because like 12 little 10 year old Adam in at his home, I made like a Bucky Lassick sign at a cardboard and was watching like the TV. And I'd be like, that was me. Like I was a little fanboy. Wow. You know? And then I go to the skate park and it was just like, I rode with Bucky Lassick at the (laughs) X games in Austin once. Bucky. But yeah, there's nothing not cool about one wheel. It's just like, it's just the layers of perception that people put on top of it. Oh, that's nerdy. Oh, I saw a nerdy person riding it. That thing yeah. is nerdy. But like actually one wheels are like the most fun thing ever. You know? And so if you can like strip away the the layers of of perception that, you know, the societal uh, lens in which people, you know, can put on something, it's obviously super fun. And what I've realized over the years, because at this point I, I have been able to meet and ride with a lot of like Tony Hawk, Kelly Slater, like a lot of the biggest Top names board in sport athletes. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Is that when you're the best in the world at something, you have nothing to prove and you don't give a shit what anyone thinks of you. Mm-hmm. Tony Hawk does not care about what you think of him. No. He's Tony Hawk. Yeah. So he so if he hops on something and he's having fun on it, he's he doesn't he doesn't care yeah. if you think it's nerdy or if you think it's cool. Like he doesn't care, you know, and, and that's the same, like, uh, Sheck, Ryan Sheckler, like all there's, there's a t- long list of like, uh, you know, uh, board sport folks who, um, are complete badasses and are hyped on one wheel. It's always like the mid tier people, like at your local skate park yeah. who like are worried about like their friend making Being fun of them. Or, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like those are the people that care. What do you think so, that is? About- it's just, it's ego and it's, um, and it's a, uh, yeah, cultural pressure. 
Yeah, and I think as one-wheelers, we just need to exude confidence in how cool this thing is. Like, I go ride the one-wheel at Santa Cruz Boardwalk, Yeah, and I'm watching everybody walk. I, I know that I am on the sickest thing on yeah. that boardwalk, like on that, that strip. Yeah. Because everybody else is walking from like two miles away, parking their car. And I'm right. just like, people are asking right. me like, dude, I wish I had one of those, yeah. man. And it's like, yeah, get one. It also does help though when the person that introduces it to you is a level 10 stoke lord such as Tyler James. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> level 10, he is the stoke lord. Like, like you can't not be hyped on it if Tyler's Tyler's gassing you I up. I love that guy. I talked to him yeah. about it when I, I had him on the podcast and I was like, I was like, you know, like sometimes I come in and I'm like, oh, like it's what a day. And you're just like, Tyler's just like in there cooking a hair bouncing hairs bouncing, cooking a frozen pizza in the oh, morning, yeah. forgetting that it's in the toaster. And he's just like constantly stoked. And even when he's not, doesn't seem stoked. He's still like super down for stuff. Yeah. I'm always. Like, Dude, <laughs> I don't know how you got it, but I need, I need to constantly be getting that energy from you. So I think that that helps too. Okay. Oh, what's man. the, what's where, how, how long are we? We, we, we're like let's, 45 let's minutes or so. I'd probably say what else we got. Cause we got, we I got. just wanted just for, for everybody, um, that's listening. I, I put out a little YouTube short of you kind of giving a, a brief explanation of CPSC and custom uh, shaping. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Because a lot of people actually called you out on it and said that was BS answer. Bullshit. Yeah. Can we swear on here? I've sorted multiple times. I right? mean, it's, yeah, okay. Ryland. Yeah, what do you think? we're swearing. Yeah, we're swearing. Yeah, he okay. Care. <clears throat> Tastefully, of course. Okay, um, so so let's get the latest update yeah, yeah. on CPSC custom shaping. The yeah. truth. Okay, the truth this time. Yeah, the truth this time. Uh, the CPSC stuff is still in the works. We're still talking with them. Still figuring out um, a resolution <coughs> there. Um, that's been spent a long time. Spent a lot of time on it. Spent a lot of bandwidth. Um, and hoping to have that resolved uh, soon here. Um, although, you know, we can't be sure of, like, a, any specific timeline or anything like that. But, um, yeah, we're, we're hopeful that that will be um, put to bed here shortly. Uh, the, the thing is that custom shaping timeline is tied in with the CPSC timeline. Um, and, um, I don't know exactly like how much I can, I can talk about it, but basically like they will, they will both be firmware updates. And so that's why they are, um, married together. Mm. Um, so, um, yeah, hoping to have both the CPSC resolution resolved soon and custom shaping out in the world soon. Um, and we're working hard to make that happen. But um, some of it's a little bit out of our control. So. And the riders at the Rider Summit got a little taste of yeah. what it could be, well, like what it will be. But they got like, a taste of both. It, it wasn't finished. Yeah, they, they got, got a taste of both. <laughs> they got a taste of both. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was cool to be able to both share share with them like more into the entire process and also um, the custom shaping stuff. So Yeah, and I think something that I always kind of remind folks is that like, this is a legal matter and yeah. we are also a private business. So like we can't just like open our heart and share every single little detail. So 
Yeah, it's true. It's, it's a, very it's ongoing. Yeah, ongoing. Even when you talk about it, like you have to choose your words very well, specifically because. Totally. Yeah, and I don't even really know the the inner workings. Yeah, you I don't mean, know there's, all the details. There's lawyers talking back and forth, you know, trying to, um, you know, whatever, figure it out. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's an ongoing negotiation, and hopefully, it'll be resolved soon and then hopefully we can you know send a send a firmware update with custom shaping out there um and get everyone riding that and and not have to deal with them um, a government agency you know um on, just yeah, we, on our backs all the time too. That, that'd be great that'd be great <laughs> well um at the end of the day i think the the one wheel rider will win at the end of the day that's what i think it's kind of yeah. like you know in this life it is we are life is waiting game mm. whether it's you know you want to or not we're all waiting mm. for everything holy smokes yeah i'm not ready to go there yet you're not ready to go there but that's just <laughs> the truth we're just waiting you know for the next thing and uh, that time will come yeah and when that time does come it's going to be a great day and we can all rejoice and yeah you know whether it's a, a slider or a little uh finger thingy on the 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 phone screen it's going to be a great moment yeah yeah i'm excited <laughs> for for custom shaping for sure i think that'll be big i think people will be stoked um okay going into let's, we'll we'll kind of start tailing this out but race for the rail is race for the rail is about mm, a month in, a little over a month away five six weeks something like that yeah yeah, race. So we're gonna have to. We we'll have to do another podcast where we like go deep. On oh, race we'll go the deep, rail, on right? It. Yeah, yeah. We'll break down who's in. We'll break down our favorites. We should make picks. Oh yeah, we should do the whole thing. Little road but to the that's rail gonna podcast. be dope. Um, you should you plan on being there. Plan on coming. It's mm -hmm. a great event to go witness. Our favorite band, Sega Genocide, is playing Saturday night. So sick. Don't miss that. Don't that's miss gonna it. be like that's uh, amazing. Um, the riding is an incredible spectacle. Um, but yeah, just, it's a great event. So, um, Mount Rose, uh, Sky Tavern Resort, Reno, Nevada, September 8th and 9th, race the rail and volunteer if you can. Yeah. If you want to volunteer, um, <clears throat> just be out on the lookout for information on yeah. social channels, have be it. Oh dude, there's like two more things that go, we didn't even go, touch go, on. go, go, go. Function risk guards. I was going to bring that one up. That's okay, like, let, actually, me, let me just riff on it really fast because yeah. I know the story. So basically, um, we hit up Dave and was like, hey, Dave, like your risk guards are the best in the game. Our team's all wearing functions, even though we sell these risk guards by a different brand that we won't name that are not as good. We've been wearing functions whenever we ride seriously for forever because Dave's the homie and has hooked it up. And um, for those of you who don't know, it's the best risk guard in the game. It's not even close. The best risk guards on the planet, hands down. Hands down. So um, so we approached Dave and said, Dave, we'd love to, you know, sell functions um, on our site. And we're talking a little bit on the phone. And Dave was just – I was talking with Dave, and Dave was talking about how he has dreams and aspirations of making all kinds of safety gear you know, broader than risk guards and also just how some of the headaches for him, he's a, he's a parent. He has, um, kids, he has a different part to full-time job. Um, so it's a huge, you know, uh, 
uh, it's a huge responsibility and a ton of time to have this this small but growing risk guard business. You know, you're literally packaging up boxes, answering customer emails, um, going to the shipping store and sending them out. Uh, you got to deal with the manufacturer. You know, uh, there's like a huge range. If anyone's owned a small business, there's a lot of things that you have to do. And as we were having this conversation, it just sort of like became evident that, you know, we are set up um, in a way to, that we do a lot of that stuff every day at a, at scale, you know, whether it's fulfillment operations, um, whether it's, you know, customer support, like all those things um, we do, we do those, we do those every day. Um, <laughs> and, um, and what Dave really likes to do is ride one wheels and design badass safety gear. And um, it just, you know, sort of like out of that um, became clear that there could be like a really awesome partnership here um, where Dave gets to do that. We can take care of some of the like the dirty, you know, work uh, that goes in, into any operation um, and just make it run smoother. And and um, and so we acquired Function Risk Guards. <laughs> so really stoked about that. That's awesome. Happy for Dave. Um, so he's now, you know, like a, a part of the team. Um, he'll be designing safety gear um, under the Function brand, uh, you know, on an ongoing basis. And um, and we get to wear Function wrist cards and we get to sell them. So, I, I, and I think the, the big winner also is just the one wheel riders out there. Um, obviously, there's like a core community that knows about Function Risk Guards already. If you've been racing one wheels, I'm sure you know about them or probably have them. But if you're just a more casual one wheel rider, these are totally the Risk Guards that you should be wearing. Um, I cannot recommend them more highly and, um, and look forward to continuing to develop uh, more and more awesome safety products. So no, no electric rideable company is more committed to safety in fact you could say than future motion wow so that's my that's the function story it's i'm just like i'm so happy for dave me and too i'm stoked to have him part of the team like as i mentioned earlier in the podcast being able to develop a, a friendship and relationship with him throughout the years and like hearing that news i was like yeah yeah me too let's go me too you have to give me a lot of credit for not jumping into it then and there i almost jumped into the function story then but i let you go down the list. Uh, yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> um final things is i mentioned this to you in the kitchen oh gosh i was looking at the i had to up like there's been so many races that have gone on and yeah. I had to, I wanted to get some of the, the rankings found out that there are roughly 132 men racers, ranked racers okay. in the pro division mm. for ORL. Okay. There are roughly 30 women racers in the pro division. Need more ladies. We need more women racers right now. Your odds are I mean, give or take, some of the top ladies are freaking fast and mm -hmm. insanely good, but there's some decent odds to win 10 grand at Race for the Rail. It's true. Well, now, you know, technically it's like 1 in 12. Yeah. But but for next season, you know, get in the mix. Get in the mix. You had a – if you go. were if you were in the mix this year, you had – just on paper, you had a 1 in 30 shot. 
now like you're saying you know there's talent discrepancy um so you know yeah mercedes probably has a better chance of winning 30 g's than i would love to see at least 50 ranked women riders next yeah. year that would be so awesome yeah and i mean if you watched last year's race for the rail the women's race was just as exciting as the men's The women's race. finals is that the best final race. was like the best final I've seen in a long time. Women's attack. finals race was the best race yeah. race thrill last year. Hands down. That was incredible. Yeah, that was a that 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 Mercedes and Rachel Cecil coming around the turn like oh my gosh. And then we had the helmet cams. Crazy. Go go to the one wheel YouTube channel, check out not only the highlights, check out the full race. Go check out the helmet cams of Kyle Hansen and Rachel Cecil on their finals. It will give you goosebumps. I kid you not. Was, Go do that right now. That's very cool. Um, final plug before we leave. The One Wheel, one wheel Apparel is yeah. up and running. We have tons of pieces, hats, beanies, T-shirts, sweaters, bags, socks, stickers, we completely redesigned this. That's true. You're wearing a, a shirt right there. So that's not even intentional. You just wore that in today. I wear it because it, fits, you it nicely. fits me so well. And that one is pre-washed. Basically, the story here is that our old merch, we were our biggest critic with our old apparel, our old yeah. merch. We in-house, like the crew, we were not, we weren't feeling it. So we decided like, hey, look, we need to totally re-approach, redesign, reconsider wipe the slate start at zero and just uh the blanks that we need to use need to be like the highest quality blanks which is what we did um pretty like minimal designs i would say on the whole except for maybe hot nasty speed over here which is a very dope long sleeve but um mm. but yeah it's just like really well done um yeah pretty pretty minimal uh just like really quality feel um those sweatshirts are good the beanies are good the hats are awesome like Pick up, pick up a, pick up a piece. Give a friend a piece. Give the friend the gift of a one wheel piece of apparel. Yeah. Um, and then final product plug is the hybrid fender. Oh, the hybrid fender. GT. Um, pretty freaking dope. The hybrid fender is dope. Um, yeah, it's got that latch. It's got a basically it's a fender that you can take off your board. We did not invent removable fenders. No, there was a, there was a big stir about this on social media. We didn't invent removable fenders. They're, they've existed for a long time. But the hybrid fender, the way that it works is very different than other removable fenders on the marketplace. It's actually got a, uh, an aluminum, an anodized aluminum latch very nice. that is built into the face of the fender. And you just press it, and then you can, like, somehow it... it, it that's what you do. You just press it and you just lift it up um, to take your fender off if you want to ride with no fender. Uh, and like a nice fender delete is left on your board. Um, so that's how you install it. It's basically just like installing a fender delete. And then to put it back, you like hook the front on and snap the back. And the snap is like this really nice sound. Hook and snap. Ta! And um, it's just really satisfying and it works really well. And we threw it down a massive hill massive cliff a because of, we saw a lot of people were saying well how durable is it really durable. and um we made tyler hike up like <laughs> uh, probably like a couple or a few hundred feet up yeah. this mountainside and he rolled off like he was gonna ride let the board go 
And this was for testing purposes. You yeah, know, like closed course professional closed rider. Closed course professional rider. The thing went. And it went and you know fell you, off a cliff. It Kinda, did. It fell off much. a little cliff and it tumbled. Dude. It tumbled for a while and he went down, he hiked down and picked it up. By the um, fender. By the fender. So that clip is will be surfacing sometime. Yeah. But so uh, you'd have a hard I think it's yeah. it's 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 a good fender. That's what I if you I can say. break it. If you can break it in normal use, then maybe we'll send you a new one. That's not a guarantee. No, it's not overall. No. but but we I will. This is to one person. This isn't a company policy. <laughs> no, but I basically I just I they're 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 pretty bomber. Yeah, and my selling point for it is like, I I love riding without a fender. Yeah, but, just that freedom. But I the freedom. Yeah, you see the tire. It gives you a special energy being able to see the tire when you ride. But there are those times when you want a fender. Yep. There have been times where I found myself riding to work and you know, it's not like super wet out, but just enough that there's going to get a little bit of sprinkle on my lower pant leg. That's right. Didn't have a fender. Didn't want to take the time to screw a fender on cause I was running late. Yep. If I had the hybrid fender, boom, smack and latch. Smack and latch. Would have been, been, wouldn't have had to show smack. up here with uh, changing my pants. One more use case, because I know everyone wants to hear one more use case yeah, for the yeah. higher fender. Tell but, us, tell us. But our colleague Rylan Chin correctly points out that the other amazing use case for the hybrid fender is that when your fender gets full of gunk, you can just take your fender off, clear the gunk out, and you're good to go, <sighs> which happened to us on the salt flats very recently. Yes, that's true. Um, fully caked, just take the fender off, just wipe all that stuff off, boom, right back to, to, to get again. So this is the, sneaky, useful. The marketer in myself, but also the practical user would say that if you have a one wheel GT, this is the only fender that you ever need because if you don't want to ride it with a fender, you just take the top it's off. True. It's so true. Um, well, on that note, Jack, shameless sales plug. I mean, that's what that's that what we're what, here to do. That's what we do. Realistically, huh? it's a good one. Um, it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, all right. Well, thanks for joining me today. We had a ton to talk about. Um, I'm hoping the actually the next person I'll have on the the podcast. I'm pretty stoked on. I won't release that yet, but um, the next podcast after this won't be too far along. So stoked we're back in the game. We'll go for episode ten after this one, Whew. and we'll keep it rolling, baby. Thanks for joining us, y'all. All right. Shred on. Sure,